buongiorno siamo in Italia a Roma a stazione Termini don't worry this is not going to be an Italian podcast but we are here at Central Station a huge huge train station in the middle of Rome and we're looking for a cup of coffee and for our train that will lead us to Fiumicino Airport which is already announced but we don't know where it will depart. So this is my last day in Rome, at least for now. I'll be back soon because I have some unfinished business. Um, and I will talk a little bit about this particular time that I spent here in Rome because I learned a few things that may also be useful for you when it comes to being in the moment. If there's one thing that I've discovered is that uh, the fact that I am here for very simple things. I, I had to make a short video for television and the rest was open. I could just do what I wanted. And it helped me to realize that in the past when I was in Rome, I was always working from 8 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock in the evening, completely wiped out. When I would be back home, I would need a, an entire week to recover. And this week was so different. Yes, I did edit some videos and I did a bit of work, but I also had these moments where I was just here and there was nothing that I needed to do than just enjoying it. And I allowed myself also to, uh, to, to soak it in. To give you an example, like uh, two days ago, we were walking back from the restaurant where we'd been e eating to... Uh, to our apartment which is actually very close to the station and, and it's, a, it's a long walk but we chose to not take the fastest route but to kind of try to walk over all these famous squares so we we went to Piazza Navona which is beautiful at night all these lights it wasn't too busy uh, lots of tourists were probably already home or in, uh, eating in a restaurant so you have these, these three fountains and normally I would immediately grab my, my camera and think, oh, I need to tell a story here. I need to film this. I need to, because I need this in my next production. And then we went to uh, the, the Fountain of Trevi. It's another place where you just, I, I had that first reflex of I need to film this. And then I realized, no, I don't have to because nobody expects me to. And instead I was just standing there looking at the crowd listening to the sounds of all these people chatting in 10 languages and, and, and looking at the beautiful fountain. And I was just in the moment. It only took five minutes, but it's already one of my favorite moments during this trip. And it was because I didn't have anything else to worry about. And, and I've noticed that that is uh, something that I actually should have known as a Star Wars fan. Remember that when Luke goes to Dagobah to train with Yoda and Yoda has this conversation with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the force ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Yoda is complaining like hm, hm, hm. always in the future his mind is never in the present and it is Luke has always been looking ahead he's like I don't want to be here on Tatooine I want to go and travel I want to be a pilot I, so he's constantly with his mind in the future never in the here and now and when that was first mentioned in The Empire Strikes Back, I, um, I remember that I, was, I didn't agree with, with uh, Yoda. I was like, but, but I also love to think about the future. I always am thinking about what's ahead. And 
you know, the here and now. Why, why bother? You know, that's not interesting. I'm, I'm here to, to have a goal. I, I need to move forward. My life is only important, is only worth it, if I have something to strive for. And so I, I remember that that was a bit, I don't know. It just it went went against uh, my own feeling, and I I empathized with Luke Skywalker there, and. I felt that Yoda was just being a, a, an old, grumpy guy. However, this same theme came back in the prequels, in Phantom Menace. You may remember that... Uh, I have to scan my uh, train ticket here. Is this working? It needs to scan the barcode, but for some reason... Oh, there you go. And now it opens. Does it open? No, it doesn't open. Errore sul vaco. Okay, so it doesn't want to open. Let's try this one. Come on, it's not scanning. This one? Okay, yeah, it's scanning. Ah, this one works. <sighs> so typical for Rome. Like, they have all these fancy digital scans, but then half of them is are, doesn't work. It, it, it breaks. That's our train, Leonardo. Leonardo. We we're taking the speed train this time. It takes only about half an hour to bring us to Fiumicino. We'll, we'll have hours and hours to spend at the airport uh, but I actually I really like taking the train you, you, from here you can go anywhere in Italy actually uh, so I remember once I took the train here to go to um, where was it not a CZ but it wasn't that same direction it was in Umbria which is a bit northeast of, uh, of Rome and I was making a documentary about uh, St. Valentine and so we took a train, and it was uh, it was amazing. It was, I think uh, Inga was here too, and uh, the the train was another very fast train. And is that our? That one is ten fifty. That's our train, right? Ten fifty. Oh, ten twenty. We need ten twenty. It's maybe it's that one. Vediamo. Uh, Twenty-three. Okay, so there are two trains, similar trains, and you actually, when you buy a ticket here, it's uh, it has a timestamp, so you cannot use the ticket, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, why? People just want to go to the airport. Why would you need to plan that? If you miss a train, then you have basically have paid fourteen euros for nothing, because you're not allowed to use it on the on the on the next train. Although, usually in in, in when you do it and you play dumb they'll let you they'll let you get away with it anyway ah attenzione so I'm walking alongside a train that says Leonardo Express so this is the name of the train that goes to Fiumicino however you can't enter. It turns out there is an identical train further down the platform, and that's the one that will actually bring us to the airport. Can you make it any more confusing? <laughs> so, um, the Phantom Menace. You have this conversation at the beginning when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn are sent to uh, a trade ship or trade federation ship that is blocking access to the planet of Naboo. And they both have a bad feeling about it, especially Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's like, I don't, 
I've got a bad feeling about this. And then Qui-Gon Jinn corrects him in the same way that Yoda berated Luke Skywalker. He's like, keep your mind in the here and now. Focus on the moment. And then, and then uh, Obi-Wan says, yes, but Yoda told me to be mindful of the future. So he uses Yoda for the counter-argument. I should think about the future. And then Qui-Gon says something very important, which I've understood much later in life, but not at the expense of the moment. So yes, it's, it's okay to be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment. If it takes you out of the moment, then that is not the Jedi way. And of course, the whole Jedi stuff, it's, it's all kind of an analogy for our own personal life. And, and I realized the truth of that when I was walking through the streets of Rome, just taking it in, being in the moment, and not worrying about uh, the trip back home or whatever program I needed to edit later on, but to just be there. And I think it's, it's something that is actually applicable to any time in your life when you're uh, with someone, you have a conversation, a friend. It has happened to me, and maybe also to you, that while you're having this conversation, let's step in the train here. We, we are still wearing these masks uh, because of uh, the pandemic. I'm very glad that I only have carry-on luggage, so I don't have to lug around heavy uh, suitcases, because it's a bit too warm for that. Uh, so we're just going to find some seats here. Also on the train they've got air conditioning, which is so nice. Alrighty. I'm sorry. But we can also... I'm fine sitting here and you can sit there. We can, we can just take, take the, do this. Then we're... You know, we fought, form a line. Very good. Ah. So... Ah, the, uh, the, the thing is, we used to have a, a young pastor, uh, and I was still in, in high school, and uh, he was the assistant priest of the parish. So he sometimes visited uh, our family, and I remember that my parents were always a bit upset that he, yes, he came to visit us, which the old priest never did, but while he was talking to us and with us, he was constantly looking at his watch. And when we asked him, uh, is there something you need to go? He says, yeah, I've got another appointment. And so it felt really offensive because he was there, but at the same time, his mind was not with us. He was already thinking about his next appointment, constantly checking his watch. And I, I will never forget that in the sense that he wasn't truly there. Um, and so his visit became actually without much value, which is a shame. Uh, so I try when I when I am somewhere or when I'm talking to someone to really be there for that person now that has a downside of course because you can also forget about uh, about the time and sometimes people have it I'm going to take off my mask I see a lot of people doing that so it's too warm it's hard to breathe with a mask like this um you have certain certain people, not all, they will claim you and try to keep you 100% focused on, on their story. 
Uh, and then it gets really hard. You may remember that um, episode in which I talked about that lady who was trying to convert me <laughs> at that St. Peter's Square. She didn't want to let go. She had no regard for my own responsibilities, maybe. I had an, actually, I had something to do. I needed to film something. So, but she was just constantly claiming me. And at that moment, of course, you still need to be able to, uh, to, to guard your, your own uh, uh, borders, your, your own frontier. What's the word? Your boundaries. <laughs> but you have to protect your boundaries so that you can actually be there when you need to be there. Uh, and this also tr uh, translates to my, my entire work-life balance uh, during my stay here in Rome. Uh, I've noticed that I'm still struggling making the transition from <clears throat> being present and fully focused on what I do every moment of the day because I'm coming from this other type of life where I was either just filming, 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 And then I would go home and I'd be wiped out and it would take me three weeks before I finally got to edit stuff. That is currently my issue with the documentaries. I've got a lot of material, but because I, I, I fill my days with other work, I never get to finishing the, the stories that I want to tell. So thinking about the experience of, of having these moments where I was truly there and didn't have to worry about work, I think I'm reassessing how I want to organize my next uh, my next trip to to Rome because I want to come back here. Uh, one of the, one of the reasons I want to come back is that I want to have a talk with uh, Mountain Torek because some people have been asking me for uh, just vacating a seat. The uh, train is full, filled with people. Um, So I, I would like to organize a, uh, a pilgrimage or a trip to Rome for the community. Because I know that some of you would love to be in Rome with me for, for a week or so. Um, and, and maybe even some other trips. But I can't organize that. I, I just... Uh, again, it's, it's all about uh, balancing things. Of course, in theory, I could organize a trip. I know my, my, my addresses in Rome. I, I could. But it would take me two weeks at least of work, like full-time work. Well, if I would do that, I wouldn't have time for all my other work. So I, I'd love to um, explore with, with Mountain, who works here as a, an organizer of pilgrimages. He's got a lot of experience uh, to see if we can work together and organize something. So that is a, one of the reasons for me to come back to Rome. But the next time I'm here, I want to make sure that I spend a maximum of four hours every day filming and then uh, the best moment to do that is early in the morning so to wake up at for instance six and start filming at eight at the latest and then stop at noon have uh, lunch somewhere then take some rest a siesta and in the afternoon especially in the summer it gets very very hot in Rome So I would like to then sit at my desk and edit the, the material that I filmed. The thing is, I've always filmed like as much as I could film and I'm thinking, I'm going to edit that when I'm back home. But since I always like did too much, when I got home I would need really days to recover. And I, I was done work. I was like, I, I need some time off. I need some me time because my life 
during my trip was so unbalanced. And so that would delay the editing. And now I'm thinking, well, it's because I wanted too much. Well, what if I film for four hours and in the afternoon I, I edit for four hours? Now, I know that for one minute of video, you need an hour of editing. And that's all included. It's, it's uh, not just putting the fragments in the, sa- in, in the right order, but it's also audio corrections and adding music and color correction and all that. There's a ton of tiny little things that take up a lot of work. But if I reserve, let's say, four hours between two and six to edit, then I could say, well, I'm just aiming to make a video of four minutes. Now, four minutes is not much, so why, why just do four minutes? Well, if you add it up and I stay here for six days, I can then uh, multiply those four minutes by six, and I would have 24 minutes, which means, like, in six days... Not only would I have filmed an entire episode or documentary, but it would also be edited. It would be done. So when I get back home, I, I will have had a, a very nice day, very balanced, varied, where, you know, you go for a, a morning walk, you do your interviews, you film your B-roll. In the afternoon, it's quiet, it's hot outside, so you're just taking your time to put everything together. It's very relaxing in the afternoon to sit at a computer and, and I, I close the windows because there's a lot of noise outside and I just focus on editing and it's fun it, it's only four hours and then I, I go back into the city when the sun is down and the, the, the Rome starts to cool off and I have a wonderful evening I go to bed in time and then rinse and repeat and at the end when I get back home on my computer there will be an entire full 24-minute TV episode or documentary or whatever. So, and, and it, it would allow me to, with that balance, to enjoy also the time off without having that stress like, have I filmed enough? Did I do enough? Did, because I've, since I would be editing in the afternoon, I know that those four minutes are, are done. I, I can always do four minutes. So it's the same trick that I've used in other areas as well. If, if, I want, if I need to do something that I really hate to do, like planning my next trip. So I've been uh, kind of procrastinating on, on getting my stuff in order for my trip to, um, uh, to the United States because it's complicated. It's inter- intercontinental travel. There's a lot of formalities that you have to do and check your insurances. You have to get the COVID test or make an appointment for a COVID test. It can be no older than 24 hours. So... I was like, oh man, I'm in Rome, I don't want to do this. But I can do 30 minutes of that. So instead of like organizing everything, I would just take 30 minutes after lunch, sit down at my computer. It's like, I'm just going to prepare the next trip for these next 30 minutes. I can do 30 minutes and then I'll go eat a gelato. And then ultimately, sometimes I'm in the flow. I was like, okay, let me just finish this. And then I work an hour on preparations. And the thing is, if I divide it like that over the uh, uh, several days, I'm I'm already like I could just I could leave for the United States tomorrow. Everything is done, and I and it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> so this is kind of the 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 workflow that I hope I can establish next time I'm here. I've already practiced it a little bit, but especially that idea of well, well let's, let's just do four minutes of video and then time six and then we'll have half an hour so and 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 i also think that if i work 
just four hours per day instead of, or at least film four hours per day instead of eight, um, you also prepare differently. You, you make little story arcs. So it, it, in many respects, it's going to be, I think, a much better way of storytelling than I, what I used to do, where I just film everything I, that moves in Rome, and then I got back home. It's like three weeks later, I start editing that stuff, and I have forgotten half of what I've seen. So I have to go through the, all that material again and, and re-listen to the interviews and then make all the edits for it. If you just on the interview the, in the morning and then in the afternoon you sit down and you edit it, you still know exactly what that interview was about. So also from a point of view of efficiency, it's a much better way. But the most important thing is that it would allow me to really be in the moment and yes, to work on future projects like the... Uh, um, a documentary, but not, as Qui-Gon Jinn would say, not at the expense of the moment, of the here and now. And uh, this could even apply to, to church. If you, if, you've, if you go to church on Sunday, has it happened to you that you're, like, in the first part of the Mass, you're still paying attention to the readings, and then the homily starts? And then, with, especially if it's a bit of a more theoretical homily... After two minutes, you're already thinking about, what am I going to cook tonight? Uh, tomorrow, Monday, uh, oh gosh, I need to continue that work on that project and my boss is going to ask me this and that. I still need to do my email. Oh man, I'm so behind on my email. And so you completely blank out because your mind is no longer at church. You're not paying attention to what the priest is saying. Instead, you're already living Monday. So you're actually going through all the... Monday stuff on Sunday as well and if you're like me you would even dream about Monday during the weekend because you're constantly you're, you've trained your brain to be not in the here and now but to be in the future and so instead of just being at work and focusing on your work you're going through all that work two or three times instead of one time um, so I think there's a lot of truth in what uh, both Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn teach as Jedi Masters. Not by accident that they're Jedi Masters, because I think there is some genuine wisdom there and something that, now that I've experienced the difference with previous times that I was in Rome, I can tell how, how amazing that is. Uh, even, even here in the train, of course I'm now re I'm recording a podcast, but there's no pressure. I don't need to upload this anytime soon. I'm just recording this because um, yeah, I'm on a train and not much happens. So I might as well just tell you uh, a little bit about my insights during this uh, week in Rome. But I already... So my the project is for the future. My mind is in the past. And I'm sitting here in the train. And I'm looking around. I'm thinking, isn't this amazing? I'm very relaxed and at ease because I, I planned everything I know that the only thing I have to do is to just record this episode of The Walk. Or maybe I should call it The Trip because I'm not really walking. I'm just sitting in a train looking at the city outside. And uh, uh, what was I going to say? The I wanted to mention something else that happened to me. Oh, yes. The, 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 the times that I went to dinner, that was also, uh, like yesterday, I had dinner in Trastevere, and I was creating a little vlog, 
I was filming my food and looking up on Wikipedia some some the recipes and some background information about the history of the, the dishes that I had ordered. But it was most of all, I was just having a great time because there was no pressure, there was no stress, work was done, everything was organized. And, and so I could fully focus on creating a fun video and at the same time making the video itself helped me to savor the dishes much more because of course I had to describe it in the video. And so because of that, I was fully there. And another thing that I noticed is once, because I did these episodes of the walk while actually going on a walk through Rome, it felt very much like the olden days, the old days, the days of lore, where I would make the Catholic Insider. And I would record that always when I was on a trip or on vacation. I would, uh, I would just walk around with my friends and uh, I would have a, a tourist guide and I would read up on places that I was about to visit. And then I, I read a bit of the background history and then I would just put the book back in my backpack as push record push record on the audio recorder and just start describing what I see and it was very different from a lot of the other work that I do where um, you're always like now in the train I'm talking about what I've what I've experienced here in Rome trying to distill some lessons learned um but I'm not really describing the, the actual train trip or because, well, it's, it's not a very interesting <laughs> trajectory. So it's fine to do that here, but it would be a shame to do that uh, uh, in, in, in Rome. It's much more fun to just be there. And, and the podcast itself, so this is making me rethink also the concept of the walk. Um, maybe the walk could become a bit more like the Catholic Insider. And I've always thought that one of the ways in which I've used this podcast was to just tell you what was going on in that particular week. But especially during wintertime, you know, not much happens. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> so sometimes these podcasts can become very repetitive and you hear me say the same things over and over again because, of course, I'm kind of slow. <laughs> but... Um, Instead, what I can also do is, is focus more on taking you to places and telling stories, describing what I see. And then uh, every once in a while, I will have a deeper thought that I can share. And I, I can share also my personal experiences or what's going on in my life. But the overall framework of the show could still be visiting, taking you places. And, and I think that that would actually also help me... Uh, to, to do this show and, and enjoy it and, and uh, one of the things I think I've already mentioned this before one of the things that podcasting helps me to do is to really be there because I, I need to describe what I see so let's let's do a little exercise here I'm looking out of the window and I'm looking at a, what, what is clearly an old factory that has been refurbished into an apartment building and I see oh I know what this is this is a um, oh what's the name of that Oh, there's a church. I filmed here. This is near the uh, Pyramide. Uh, this is near Trastever. So, five years ago, I was walking around in this neighborhood. And I recognized that modern church there. And um, I had asked a 
young woman who was living here in, in Rome. She had a boyfriend at the time to show me around and to uh, especially show me this part of the city that I'd never, I'd have never been here because I thought, you know, it's, it's a newer part of the town. So how can that be interesting? And she said, oh, I'm going to take you to places. And she showed me, for instance, how they, this was a, a, a poor neighborhood and they wanted to transform this from a more industrial part of the city into a uh, more living, living uh, quarters. And so a lot of these old factories are no longer in use. They were refurbished and returned into apartments. Um, and then there was this... Uh, what was it? I think it was an old... An old cattle market. That's what it was. It was an old cattle market. And it had... So I, I just saw the, the, the building outside. It looks a little bit like a small small town railway station. So it's got this, this kind of these, these pink walls... Uh, a, a, a nice like a, there's a lot of symmetry in the building but it's not very tall and it, it is like actually also it has a gate that you can walk through in the, in the center and then you enter what looks like a, a bit like an arena like an open space with uh, sand on the ground uh, which reminds me very much of, of if you've ever seen these bullfights in, in, in Spain you have that circular arena uh, well, this one was a, uh, a rectangular shaped arena and this is, of course, where the farmers would bring their cattle. And then the building was probably the administrative building where they would... Ah, see. Ah, see, 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 great. The, this, the... Uh, Ticketmaster, and he told me that I need to wear my mask. <laughs> He's very polite, though, because he didn't, he didn't talk to me in, the, in Italian. But he was, like, pointing at my face. He was like, wear the mask. So, um... The, uh, the the building was for the financial administration, and but now today it is a, a theater. So they they put up benches, and so people can sit there on the sides of what used to be the the, 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 the marketplace, and they do like theater, local theater, or or um, uh, small small concerts, and stuff like that. And now that I look outside the window, I I actually I like. I walked there, I remember that. That was a fun day. So, this was just an example, but did you notice that you were, like, picturing it? And you were there? You, you saw, obviously, the picture that you have in your mind may not resemble what I, what the reality, but you still, you were here in Rome with me. Now, that is, I think, what made these Catholic Insider episodes stand out so much. It was... It was an experience. It wasn't just um, a collection of thoughts. It wasn't knowledge that was trying to transmit, or even you know, deep thoughts. Um, it, you were there for a moment, and it helped you to to experience something that I was experiencing. Um, let me know. Uh, let me know if, if this is something that you would uh, that you would like. Because then I can I can also rethink the the way in which I record these shows and even the way I kind of present them. So instead of uh, it just being a walk, where let, let me just do a brain dump. That gets old very very soon because of course I'm doing this weekly, and this is not the only place where I share my thoughts. So it, it, you know my 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 world is sometimes it's just a very small world not very interesting but if I travel if I show you places there's always a story that I can tell 
Um, and then, of course, I could also batch produce something that I've been doing also lately for when it comes to podcasting. I, I often record two or three shows on the same day because I know that it say it, it opens up the rest of the month to be more to have a more balanced life. I don't need to worry about the podcast because I, I produce them all in a limited amount of time in such a way that they are still, you know, they can be uh, serialized so it's it, that they're not very much tied to this exact time of the of the month or something or day of the of the week um, but it could allow me if, for, if I would do I do that with the regular shows but I could also do that for the walk instead of always going to the same forest and then recording the same kind of socks and walks I could also just take one or two days when I'm some for instance in Rome or in, in Ireland and just record four episodes. Like, I could do a theme every month. So this, this month, for instance, these past four episodes, including this one, have been walks in Rome. And I hope it was fun. I definitely enjoyed recording it. It was easy. Because I was just walking around in Rome describing the sights. And this is a wonderful city. So, uh, but I could do the same with, you know, going to Spain or wherever. I, I, I would travel a lot. And it could also give me even a pretext to go and travel just focusing I'm, I'm going to do old-fashioned sound seeing tours and so the walk could become like this more almost like a, a new a new how would you say that a, a series that is very much like the Catholic Insider but it wouldn't be called the Catholic Insider anymore because that is already hmm narrowing kind of the target audience you, you, you see Catholic Insider you think oh that's a journalist who's going to talk about uh, political machinations in the Vatican uh, so it's, it's a misnomer for what I was trying to do with the Catholic Insider but the walk that's kind of broad and I've it, but it's also a bit anonymous like why would you listen to this podcast it's just a dude in the woods talking about his life and his work why would I listen to that? But if I rebrand it, or if I rethink it as it's an audio experience, I take you to places, you close your eyes and you're in, in this train in Rome and, and you hear the sounds of the chattering of the prossima stazione, blah, blah, blah. Just for, for, for 20 minutes, you're here in Rome with me or in Scotland or wherever I am on the planet. I think I'm onto something, but of course... This is your show, not mine. I do this for you. So if this is something that you are interested in, let me know. Uh, and, and of course, for my patrons, I will record uh, an extra mile, uh, which is probably going to be recorded at Fiumicino Airport because we have so much. I think we've got more than three hours before our flight leaves. Provided, of course, that Ryanair arrives in time. Sometimes they have delay of like an hour. So I'll have plenty of time to uh, talk a little bit more about these ideas. Um, but uh, this podcast reaches a, a slightly larger audience than just my patrons. In case you're interested in the other podcasts that I make for my patrons, then of course you know where to go. Patreon.com slash Father Roderick. And what I love about my patrons is that they also help me discern there's a lot of feedback that comes my way thanks to the patron community on Discord and so I can pitch ideas I can just post a like a paragraph in Discord we have a special section that is called um, the brain brain the think tank 
think tank and it's like hey I got this idea why not do the walk in the same way I would used to do the Catholic Insider and and let's have every month let's give it a theme every month so this is Rome next the next month could be the United States or Phoenix or or uh, Anaheim it could be Star Wars month and then the next month could be uh, Switzerland go hike go hiking with Father Roderick in audio form I th- I'm, I'm just excited about that idea so I, I pitch it in, in Discord and then my patrons can tell me because, you know yeah we would love that or no we'd rather have you walk in the woods in, in, in your hometown and just uh, give us a weekly update on how things are going I mean that's fine but I need your input to know if I'm onto something or not if I just do it the way I want to do it I may be I may be completely missing the mark and, and missing what what you appreciate most so anyway thank you so much for joining me on this uh, well very minor walk and then long train ride uh, I think we're approaching we're definitely now outside of the city I can see the highway that leads to Fiumicino there are meadows outside and they've already mowed the, the grass it's incredible so you've got these these circular they kind of they have machines that turn all the, the grass into big like rolls uh, I don't know how to describe it. it's like cylindrical packages and then they uh, pick them up later and store them for the winter and I'm surprised that it's only you know early early summertime but apparently the weather is already so hot that the grass is no longer growing so they may, may as well just collect it now anyway thank you so much and uh, we'll talk soon so from Rome I'm Father Roderick and arrivederci alla prossima ciao